my name is Jordan Hargrave. Um, I have been serving at Cross Point Church in Clemson, South Carolina for the past three years as a Generation Link resident in kids ministry and college ministry. And then I just recently graduated from Southeastern Seminary with my master's in Christian studies. Um, my name is Chris Giuliani. I'm a rising senior at Clemson University. Um, I'm studying graphic communications. Uh, I've been on a couple um, spring break mission trips, but this is my first actual summer link uh, six-week trip, so it's fun. Uh, Nate, hello. <laughs> um, I'm a rising junior at Clemson. I'm a biochemistry major. Um, I've been on two mission trips this year, uh, one in Miami this spring, and then obviously this one, um, and yeah, they've been great. So. I'm Rachel Snyder, rising sophomore. Um, this is my second one this year, like Nate. I went, I came here over spring break, so yeah. I'm a major in landscape architecture also. All right, Rachel, I'm gonna give you the first question. All right, so uh, how, why, why did you decide to spend your summer with Summerlink? Great question. So. Um, as I said, I came here over spring break, um, and seeing that, uh, like experiencing that, seeing King's Church growing, um, honestly, I'm not one that likes to just, well, sometimes I don't like to sit and do nothing, but over the summer, I know I didn't want to sit around and just uh, not do anything. I didn't have a job lined up or anything, so I figured this would be a good opportunity. Jordan kind of mentioned it um, during the school year, so um, when I heard that it was still an option, um, I took advantage of it, so I'm excited. It was great. School did. All right, Nate, second question. Um, so <clears throat> for me, like this summer, I actually was intending to do like a bunch of job shadowing and a bunch of maybe like get an internship or something like that. Um, but really like I, I was never content with that. And so really the idea of like putting God first and putting the mission first, not to mention uh, Chris and I were on mission together in Miami during spring break. Um, and the whole time he was like, dude, like have you packed your bags yet? You ready yet? Like you're coming to Charlotte? Cause he's leading the trip and so um, that really started to get me thinking, um, and then also just like Charlotte is like a it's a great location because like most of us, if not all of us, um, on this team live in like South Carolina, um, except for Kentucky boy over here. Um, but like Charlotte's like a pretty universal location, and so I knew like coming in and helping out this like church plant here, um, not only would it be like great for this summer, but like beyond, I would be able to keep those connections that I've made um, with some of the people from King's Church. Um, and if ever I came to Charlotte, like I know a really solid church that I've helped out, like, so, yeah. All right, so Chris and Jordan are, are leading the Summerlink team and their own rhythms that they have. But I'll start with you, Chris, and we'll come to you, Jordan. But just how has the Lord used this as a, as a learning and growing opportunity uh, of leading this Summerlink this summer? Um, so I'd say, like, just growing in um, dependence on Christ. And it's like, not so much in just like a cliche kind of way, because like it's a phrase you hear a lot, but uh, you know, constantly praying for wisdom, um, for direction, especially as like a lot of unpredictable things and like stresses came up this summer. It was like, we had to pull like an audible a lot of times, like, all right, what do we do now? Um, or even like when we're reading the word and like talking about that, just like praying like, God, like lead me and this like, you know, help me um, guide these other people, you know, I have to kind of know what I'm talking about, so I don't want to like rely on my own wisdom, um, but rely on his. Um, so just like really praying for and growing in like dependence on him and just like in all areas of life, whether that's like a Bible study or it's, you know, 
even going out for evangelism, like praying for, you know, the Holy Spirit to be with me and like, you know, the words to come out um, or for softened hearts. Like that's a huge area of dependence that like I had to learn this summer. I can't save people myself, right? Like I can share the gospel, um, but I can't like win an argument and like, you know, bring them to salvation. Um, so just like trusting in God, like if he's the one who saves, if he's the one who like has directed this whole trip and uh, it's really been him leading. Um, so just growing in that and getting comfortable, um, kind of leaving everything to him. Yeah, I would agree with um, just growing in dependence on the Lord. Um, I think our team has really done well just to truly center the gospel. Um, we're going out constantly sharing it with other people. And so obviously, like, we know the gospel in our minds, but like, are we truly believing it? Are we allowing it to transform our lives? And so um, just like really being intentional um, of God's grace and just rehearsing the gospel to ourselves, um, being reminded of the love of Christ and allowing that to compel us as we go out. All right, so one thing we want to see, we want to go out and sow seeds this summer, but we also want to grow and mature into the likeness of Christ. So, Nate, I'm going to start with you. What are, what are some ways that you've seen yourself grow into the likeness of Christ this summer? How did SummerLink help facilitate some of that? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, really, dependence on the Lord, kind of like what they're saying, um, and just like always having this community has really just um, kept the gospel at like the center of my mind, like almost always. Um, and so reflecting on that constantly and then being with like brothers and sisters in Christ in community together, like that's something like I've tasted and like had before, but not like as consistent, like 24 hours a day for seven days a week for six weeks. <laughs> um, and so like that's been great, but also just like prayer life um, and abiding in the word um, have, have really been great. And kind of like growing um, as a leader, like having opportunities here and there to like, you know, take a leadership role or, or something like that. Like, that's been great because coming back to Clemson, like, that's something I'll definitely have to apply. Um, and so, yeah, and really just, like, this community uh, that I've had here has really shown what it means to, like, love a brother and sister in Christ. Um, kind of like a Romans 12 kind of love is something we kept, like, coming back to. Um, and so, like, in regards to that, just being, like, sanctified through that um, and really pursuing love um, and brotherly and sisterly love um, has been really great. Yeah, um, I think being here, we, like, we're here to serve, we're here to go out into the community, but also we are, have been given time, um, time alone with God, like, most days, like, Sundays is, like, our day that we can, like, get in the Word and be um, consistent and intentional and, and in prayer, um, I think just seeing that, seeing how intentional time in, in the Word and in prayer and in community with others is, I've been a lot of, uh, seeing a lot of growth in that, been able to, like, go throughout the different uh, chapters, different books of the Bible, and, like, actually being able to reference, actually being able to, like, when we're going out, like, using that time as a way to bring people to Christ, to show the love of Christ um, through that. Like, they can see our love for the word, and um, I think through that people can uh, see that something's different about us. Um, but I think definitely being here and having uh, no other outside distractions, we're not really worried about anything else. We're kind of in this bubble. Um, has really been eye-opening to see how that kind of changes our perspective, how we can kind of zero in on the word and in prayer and just actually focus on the, the love of God and how we can share that with others. All right, next question. This will kind of be open-ended, so when y'all are ready, jump in. But what, what challenge or challenges have y'all had to work through this summer? <laughs> I'll start. Um, 
so literally like day one, like we I came here on a Friday and I'm like on that Saturday I woke up and like I was like losing my voice and I was like starting to cough and so over like the next week it just kind of like got progressively worse and sometimes better but mainly just worse. Um, so really like the first week and a half I was like kind of struggling physically. <laughs> um, and so like that kind of kept me from doing some things. I wasn't able to go out to evangelize um, with the team most of the time. Um, so I kind of like stay back. Um, so that was definitely a challenge <laughs> to get through, but it really helped me like just grow independence on the Lord. Um, like, you know, you read James, it's like all about trials and like, that was a trial right there. Um, but like having that community like stick there with me and love on me like in that time, like it was really, really helpful. So that was definitely like <laughs> a rough spot to get through, but coming out of it, like it was just, I was, I was kind of cooped up in a house for like a week. And after that, I was like, all right, let's go share the gospel. Let's do this thing. Let's go. Um, yeah, so health concerns were, like, no doubt um, a very present issue for our team. The first, like, week and a half, maybe, like, two weeks, uh, Nate probably got it the worst. Like, everyone um, was kind of, like, feeling the effects of, like, missing people out. Um, they are kind of, like, gone from events and also just, like, them feeling sick in general. It's like... I don't know, something we have to like work with them through um, and hopefully lead them to feel better. But like, I'd say also a big struggle this summer was just like dealing with rejection. Um, and kind of like you share the gospel um, every day and like you're sharing it to yourself, like you're reminding yourself of how good like this news is. And then you're like, you're going out to the community and like bringing this news that, you know, can save lives. You want to like, see people accept it and see people like joyfully receive this news. Um, and it's easy in the first, like, week or two to just be, like, super on fire and, like, ready to share the gospel. And you're optimistic that people are going to be saved and, like, repent on the spot. And it's, like, I don't know, a lot of the time, like, conversations kind of, like, don't really turn into um, visible, like, you know. It's not like you can always see, like, what you, re uh, what you sow. It's not like you always see it being reaped, right? Like, who knows, maybe a couple years down the line, some of the people I talk to will, like, you know, believe and be saved. But, like, I don't know. Uh, a lot of the conversations I've had, they're really good in the moment. Um, and then, like, I'll text them, and then nothing, no response. So it kind of just, like, falls flat. And, uh, I mean, that's even for, like, people I get their number. Like, a lot of people I'll talk to, it's just, like, you talk to them, it's kind of like an instant red light, or, like, they're not really open to hearing what you're saying. It's, like, I think just getting comfortable um, in our role of just, like, just being ambassadors for Christ. Like, again, what I was saying earlier, it's like not like my job to save people. I don't really have the power to save people. Um, I don't have the power to like change people's hearts that they would like, you know, accept Christ and like love him and like, you know, trust in him alone. Um, but just like reminding myself, like also um, one of the beautiful things about like evangelism and sharing the gospel is just that like, not only could I hopefully see people saved, but also like, I can just like boast in Christ. Like I can just like reflect on like how good this message is. Um, and by saying it to other people, I mean, I'm also saying it to myself, like just reminding myself how good this is, um, that God saved me. Um, and just like, you know, boasting in Christ, being an ambassador for him and just like glorifying God through that. Um, so seeing everything, like we want to see people saved, but not strictly seeing evangelism as like a results-based thing. 
Um, I would say a challenge is definitely just dying to self, um, dying to like my own preferences, my own wants to do what I want, what I want. And so um, as a team, we have really just been reminded that we're unified and like we are one, um, especially in Christ. And so um, just to serve others and to put others before yourself like that, our sinful nature is to be selfish. And so to not do that and to love one another, to honor each other, um, that was a challenge, but I mean a good one. All right, so challenges but celebrations. What are, what are some celebrations you're going to walk away with from Summerlink? Jordan, I'll let you start. A celebration is the joy of community, of living with eight other people um, so closely, just doing life. Like, it's a lot of fun, and it brings you joy, and it reminds you of, like, how much greater the joy will be, like, when we're in heaven, when we're finally, like, restored and perfected. Um, and so just how much fun it is to do life, to make memories together, go on adventures, um, to do ministry alongside one another. So community. Um, I think one of... A couple of the prayers um, I had, like, entering the summer, I was, like, hoping for the team to, like, by the end of the summer, enjoy Christ. I was hoping everyone would just have a heart that's just on fire for him, that just loves him, um, that that would lead our actions. And then, especially in terms of, like, evangelism and stuff, we wouldn't do it because it's, like, we have two blocked-out hours that we have to do it, so, like, let's go do it. Um, but that it would come from an overflow of, like, just loving Christ, being on fire for him, and that others would see that. I'd say that's been one huge answered prayer. I can just see in our team, uh, everyone's, like, loving God. Um, they're finding fulfillment in Christ alone. Um, it's just like unbelievably refreshing to see. Um, I mean, I'm part of that. I've definitely like come to enjoy Christ more than I did um, before. Um, but also just seeing our team grow in like boldness and courage for Christ. Like having it not just be a relationship that like, you know, you pray in your room alone and in that moment you love Christ and it's like you go in the community and you kind of like forget about him. Um, but instead like our team alone like we're loving God we're praying we're worshiping him we have hearts of praise and then like we go in the community and it like that doesn't change like we still go out and we like unashamedly share the gospel we represent Christ we boast in him we like you know seek to glorify him we are proud to be ambassadors for him so just seeing our team grow like largely in boldness and courage and also just like with hearts that enjoy Christ yeah um so very similarly just like getting comfortable with like evangelism and stuff like We've, we've done it so much that it's, like, second nature. Like, we've talked about the gospel so much that it's, like, second nature. Um, and so, like, this whole summer, though, has just been, like, full of joy. Um, and, like, like, I think we were, like, kind of talking about it. And, like, there haven't been a whole lot of lows this summer, like, really low points. Like, it's just been kind of joyful overall. And there's been great memories. But, like, the beautiful part is that, like, the gospel and discussion about the gospel is woven into, like, every conversation um, and every memory that we have. And so, like, just having that as, like, a, a point in our life where we can look back and just, like, see the gospel being spoken, being preached, um, and just being, like, acknowledged. And I know, like, just even for, like, the guys, like, there are many nights where we'd stay up until, like, three in the morning just, like, talking about the gospel. <laughs> and, like, this is, it's just, like, so beautiful to see that and, like, just a memory, memories, actually, um, that, like, will definitely just, like, be awesome to look back on. Um, and so that's, like, definitely just something to celebrate. Yeah, I think going back to what Jordan said, um, just the, the community here, like, we have, like, this bubble, and it's incredible. Um, but also just realizing that, like, that's not going to be what the outside world's going to be like. We're going to go back to school. We're going to go back to work. Um, but, like, getting a glimpse of, like, a true gospel community has been a huge blessing and, like, 
just wanting that as we go back to wherever we're going, I think is great just to be able to have that experience, have that thing to compare it to and just seek that out wherever we may end up. And I think that's been really cool to see and um, really encouraging um, as we're like, we're all like really close and we have these conversations too. Like we talk about random things, but we also talk about serious things. So I think that's been really cool. Great. So Rachel, even jumping off of that, I'll ask you, so how, as you leave here this summer, how has this summer shaped your future uh, moving forward and even as you go back um, to, to your next location? What are you taking with you? Yeah, so going back to that, like seeking out that community, seeking out, like we have Crosspoint back at Clemson, um, other people that are moving away, seeking out a gospel-centered church um, is really important, like taking that back. Seeing the community here, I think, has been really cool too. But also Jordan has t like told us, like we have these roles, we have, um, we're students, we're daughters, we're sons, we're, we're friends. Um, but just creating uh, different goals for each of those roles and how we can be intentional about that. And also being intentional in the word as we go back, like our busy lives, it's gonna be chaotic and it's gonna be different from what we are in right now, like we're in this bubble. So just being intentional, um, setting alarms to pray for people, setting alarms to be in the word, setting alarms just, Jordan sets alarms all the time. But um, so just being really intentional with the people we're around and the relationships we're in, um, I think is gonna be a really big thing going back and just having uh, more hard conversations with people, I think, um, not surface level conversations, not that they're bad, but just being more intentional with who we're around and being more uh, caring and loving for them. What about you, Nate? Um, so kind of like what we've been all touching on a lot is just like the most important thing is the gospel. And so reflecting on that for six weeks has just been phenomenal. Um, and like, so in regards to evangelism, like going back, like, again, we've been rejected so many times that it's just like, it doesn't even like shake us. <laughs> um, but we've also been accepted so many times that we're encouraged to keep on doing it. Um, and so like going back to Clemson for me, like just seeing every um, position that I have, like I'm an RA, that's a great way that I can share the gospel with people, that's a great avenue uh, to support people, and so like thinking like that, like there's so many ways that I can share the gospel, um, but also just like how it's impacted my future as a whole, like I've had phenomenal conversations, especially with the men of King's Church, um, just about like what a future looks like, and everyone's got like a different like life obviously at King's Church but everyone's got the same thing which is like the gospel and focusing on serving the church uh, no matter where they're at no matter if they're a pastor or if they're like uh, a, a Generation Link resident or, or anything like that or just a regular person working a job who's being faithful to a church like I think just having that mindset of like no matter where I go in my future the one thing that I will be doing is helping out a church serving a church and being faithful um, to Christ so that's definitely been something that's like changed my big picture future, I guess. Yeah, um, I'd say very similarly to Nate. Um, just first off, thinking of like the short-term impact of like, you know, where I'm going home to after this trip, I'm actually going like home to work an internship. So like wanting to like, you know, continue like to be on fire for him and not only just like in pursuing him and like um, seeking like Jesus in like his word, but also just like, talking to my family it's like if I can go out and like evangelize um it's like all these strangers like every day like I should do the same with my family um and especially I have the opportunity to like do it you know every day or at least like really often um just because I'm with them all the time 
So getting through to my family um, and showing them like the gospel and like Christ's love for them. Same with my friends back home who I haven't seen in a while. Um, but long-term future, it was, it was a really great summer because like going in, I knew like I maybe want to go into like, uh, like ministry or like church planning, but I didn't really know what it looked like. I had no clue what like church planning really was. I just kind of like romanticized the idea of it. Um, so I'd say it was really cool. It's like actually this summer, see what church planning is all about. Like seeing how intentional you have to be in like relationships, like church plants, seeing like just the hands-on work you do, um, whether it's like trying to renovate the church, um, if that's the situation you're in, or you know just evangelizing and trying to like bring people to Christ. And like, I don't know, it's not like an automatic thing. Um, you, it's not like you plan a church and you instantly just have like a million like people come. Uh, it takes like a lot of intentionality and like reaching people, um, forming relationships. Um, but just growing in that, growing in my knowledge of like church planning, growing in like my passion for evangelism. I mean, I still don't really know what I want to do like with my life, but I'd say like this definitely helped um, give me some clarity on like what church planning looks like and like, you know, how I could do that as a career one day. Um, I have the privilege and joy to actually move here in August, um, and so just really thankful for Summerlink um, to help establish some uh, just normal weekly rhythms, whether that's um, just being out in the community and building friendships, and the Lord has greatly just answered prayer um, and blessed me with multiple friends that I've met this summer um, to be able to continue those relationships um, into the fall, um, but even just having extended time in the word of like being intentional to put that in my schedule, um, whether that's two hours in the word two hours in prayer and so just helping to set up normal rhythms that I'll probably most likely continue in the fall all right real quick a few things what is what is something that I'm gonna give you open floor but quickly something that you would like to say to to King's Church and, and then also maybe something you would say to any college student that's considering uh, Summerlink or the residency Um, as far as like the college students and stuff, I don't think I've ever met a single person who's gone on a mission trip and regretted it. <laughs> um, so in regards to that, like it's definitely worth it in putting uh, Christ first and the gospel first. Um, like it's never going to return void. Um, so just like being encouraged in that and being excited in that is definitely like something I just say like just just shoot just shoot for it. I would say, um, so Paul says in 2 Corinthians, I will most gladly spend and be spent for the sake of your souls. And so just the joy it is to serve others, to pour yourself out, um, and to be reminded that the Lord is gracious to fill us back up. Yeah, I'd say for like the members here, um, my encouragement would just be like, pursue Christ like with your whole heart, like love him, like, you know, let your actions be done out of love, whether that's like, you know, pursuing him and like reading the Bible or in prayer and like going to church or whatever it is, like, let it all be motivated just from like an overflow of love for Christ and like realizing what he's done for you um, in the gospel and how he saved you. And then for like anyone considering Summerlink, I, I first off say it's like, you know, a good testament to how good Summerlink is because like everyone leaves like on fire for Christ and like no one ever regrets Summerlink. So it's like, I don't know, there is a good like return on investment. Um, and also it's like, this is like a classic thing Crosspoint would always say, but it's like, it's worth it like to maybe not have an internship for one summer. It's like not the end of the world. Um, you can't afford it. Um, and it's like, yeah, just ultimately it'll be worth it um, to strengthen your relationship with Christ and like maybe even find more clarity on your future. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, 
I like Chris said, like, um, I don't know what I was about to say. Um, <laughs> I, was saying, I think it was Joel that said it back at Crosspoint, but it's like, what do you have to lose? Like, you might, like, not make an, enough money. You might not make as much money or any money, but if we're filled up by the Lord, like, what else do we need? So just do it. Awesome. Thank you all so much for taking time to share with us this morning. We're thankful for you guys and excited to see how the Lord works in and through y'all uh, as y'all head back to your, your next locations. Uh, but we're going to transition now. Thank you all. Let's, let's celebrate how the Lord's worked in and through, through this whole team this summer. link there's going to be opportunities uh, for y'all to jump in and even as a church you know as you, as you hear them say we are having people invest and, and pour into our lives and we want to do that as a church body invest in that next generation uh, there's going to be some financial needs that they might have as well but we also want to be we want to be sending we want to look forward to that day where we're able to send nine or more out to another church plant where they can go and proclaim the good news of Christ uh, among the community, where they can have leadership development opportunities, and where they can grow and mature into the likeness of Christ. Uh, we're looking forward to that day, and we're excited to have you all here. So thankful um, that you all gave up this summer uh, to be here, uh, to be a part of our church. And church, uh, as, we, as I'm thinking of Summerlink going, and I want to send a charge with them, but this is also a charge uh, to our church as a whole as well. And we're going to be in the book of Colossians. If y'all will turn with me there, Colossians 3. And this is Paul writing to the church of Colossae. And there's been some, he's kind of come up against some false teaching that's been going on in the church. And he, he's just addressed some of that in chapter 2, and he's continuing on here in chapter 3. He had just reminding them of who they are in Christ. Man, church this morning, <laughs> those of you who have, have turned from sin, that you have trusted in the work of Christ, that he is the one true son of God, fully God, fully man, came to the earth, lived a perfect sinless life, a life that we could not live, he died on the cross. He rose on the third day. He defeated death, the consequences of our sin. And, and more than that, he, he gave us his, his glory upon us. We are now considered righteous because of the work of Christ. If you have turned and trusted in the work of Christ and you have submitted to him as Lord of your life, this word is for you this morning. And if you have not done that, I encourage you to, to do that today, to turn from your sin, to trust in the work of Christ, to know that one day we can be in the presence of a good God forever. Man, that's, that's why we're here. We praise and celebrate the name of Jesus Christ. That, that's why we gather. So church, let's read today, starting in verse 1. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. 
Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. And the first charge today, seek and set our minds on the things that are above. And there is a, a prince of the air, a prince of this world, Satan. And he, he loves to draw us away from God. We see that in the garden, right? Do, did God really say, do not eat of this tree? Yeah, it is good. You will be like God. And seeing the fruit that it, that it looked good to eat, and it would be like God. They took of the fruit and ate it, Adam and Eve. And we know the consequences of that is death and separation from God. But that's not, we're not to be caught up in the worldly things, the fruit that looks good, that tastes good, the temptations of, of the world or of Satan that encourage you to, to partake of things of the earth. No, we want to set our minds and seek things that are, that are heavenly after Christ. Christ our King, Christ the Creator of all things. The one who made us righteous. The God who is of heaven. He's above all. King of kings. Lord of lords. That's what we've been talking about as we've been going through the book of Psalms. He is a great God. Let us turn our eyes from, from the things here today. And let us set our mind on what is heavenly. Let us not be distracted by what the world would say. But man, let's set our eyes and our minds uh, on what our life is in Christ. And in Christ, we are hidden in Christ. We have died. Right? That's what Paul says. You have died. You have died with Christ. The, the sin in your life is, is no more. What slaves you to this earth is no more. It is dead. You have been raised with Christ. Your faith in him. And your life is hidden with Christ. And it can't be taken away. You are hidden with Christ. And when God, when Christ appears, man, we will be with him in glory forever. Right? That's, that's what Paul wants us to turn our minds to. Turn our minds to the heavenly, to, to the things of Christ. And he continues, as we turn our minds, because Christ is returning and we seek him, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, that is sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. And these you too once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. All right, so Paul lists out some of the things that are worldly, that are earthly. And we all once walked in these. Brothers and sisters in Christ, this, is, this was your life. Man, before, before there's an opportunity to judge someone else, man, we were lost before, before Christ. Man, we were deserving of the wrath of God. As we see sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. And you think of these things, they, they may not all be evident in, in our lives. You could have sexual immorality, but, but someone beside you might know, not know. 
You might have impurity, but someone might not know. You may have these ungodly passions, but your neighbor might not know. You may have evil desires, or you may covet something. Maybe it's internal, and your neighbors do not know. Maybe it's external. Maybe they do know, which is idolatry. But one thing is for sure, God knows. (laughs) You cannot hide from God. And these things we continue to wrestle with, right? This anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk, lying. Paul is talking to a church of believers. This is something they're going to continue to wrestle with. But he tells them, what do you do with it? You put it to death, right? We, we have a new life. Therefore, put to death what is earthly, what is worldly. Church today, some are like, put to death as we go forward. What is of this earth? And no longer defines us. The passions of our flesh. He goes on, verse 10. Put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free. You know, we could even think today there's... There, there's not white, there, there's not black, there's not democratic, there, there's not Republican, there's not vaccinated, there's not unvaccinated. Man, but Christ is all in all. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has complained against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these things, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. So, put off, now put on put on what are we to put on man it's the new self and we're being renewed by the knowledge of who christ is and our our knowledge of who who god is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator jesus christ man and we keep in we keep in mind that this is for all people right for for anyone who has sinned for whatever worldly uh, measures or how we might identify with one another, Paul says that, that is, it doesn't matter. This, this doesn't matter amongst the church. All that matters is that Christ is all and in all. That's what matters. We don't look to separate ourselves, but we are unified in Christ. And this is how we ought to live. He says, with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing with one another. And I would argue in this world, it calls us to stand out for ourselves. You know, we want to climb the ladder at work. You got to step over people to, to move up in the job. But no, Christ says, this is how we ought to live. This is how Christ lived. And if we have a complaint, we, we go and share with one another. Man, I know Summerlink, I know y'all lived in tight quarters. When you're with someone 24-7, man, yeah, there's going to be some conflict at some point, right? So even church, as we live with one another, 
Let's forgive one another, not have a complaint, but let's go and talk together to one another. Man, if we can we forgive one another because of how much we've been forgiven in Christ. Man, we have to be able to see our, our wretchedness, how low we really are. All, all of us are worthless before the one true holy God. Have we got to see that distinction, the holiness, the greatness of God, our creator, and then his creation who rejected him, who sinned against him, who rebelled against him. That he and his love came to us in humility, took on flesh, and he died and paid the punishment, Jesus Christ, that we deserved. And he defeated it. That's the forgiveness that he, he brought to us. And so we can forgive one another. And then we have peace in Christ. And we seek the harmony. We're one. There's a unity here. So let's put on. Also, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And this is the next charge. Dwell with Christ in his word. <laughs> As we move on each day, let us rest in the word. Let us sing it to one another. Let us proclaim it to one another. May we dwell in it. May we teach one another, admonish one another. And may we be encouraged and thankful for God's work in our lives. And finally, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father through him. As, as we go out today, this is what we're called to do. Everything we do should be to glorify the name of Jesus. We should be filled with thanksgiving and, and to honor him, to honor the Father. And how do we live that day by day uh, as we go out? Because that's what we're called to do. And I believe it goes back to the putting on and dwelling in the word. That, that's how we do it. So church, Summerlink, as we go forward, let us do everything to the glory of Jesus. And may that be our joy. And may we be thankful for the work of Christ in our lives. And one day, as we saw early on, Christ will return, and we will be with him in glory. Let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you today. We praise your holy name for your work uh, in and through us. You are a great and holy God. You alone are worthy of all praise. Father, we are your ambassadors. We are your servants. We have been made new in Christ. Father, may we be faithful in how we live our life. Father, help us. Help us to turn our eyes towards you, the one true God, that we would not be distracted by the cares of this world, that we not be overcome by the passions of our flesh. But, Father, we would be overcome by the greatness of you, the one true God. Father, and help us put to death the, the sin that is in our life, Father. May we repent of that. Father, and help us to put on the likeness of Christ. 
Father, that we would honor you with our lives, that we would dwell in your word, that we would live in it, that we would live in wisdom, the wisdom of your word, not the folly of the world. And Father, that everywhere we go, we would be a testimony of the one true God, Father, and it would be our joy to proclaim the greatness of Christ. Father, we praise your holy name, and we're going to continue in song today. And Father, I ask if there is anyone here that does not know you as their true God today. Father, I ask that you would open their eyes. Father, that they would submit their lives to you. That they would know the joy, the peace that comes in Jesus Christ. And Father, until Christ returns, may we labor hard. And may we honor you with our lives. For you alone are worthy. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen.